stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So how many of you could name Canada's six official residences? Uh, I got the list in front of me, so I can cheat a little bit here. But I mean, 24 Sussex Drive. It's where the prime minister lives, right? Rideau Hall. That's uh, the home and, and basically the, the workplace of the governor general. There is Stornaway, which is where the official leader of the opposition lives. Uh, then you've got Harrington Lake, which is the country residence of the prime minister of Canada. You've got what's called the farm, which is the home of the speaker of the House of Commons. And you've got Seven Rideau Gate, which is a guest house for official guests of the Canadian government. So the National Capital Commission, which uh, is responsible for these properties, uh, has released a report looking at the condition of these residences and what they're in need of. And essentially, it's a lot of work. And it's going to cost a lot of money. They are calling for a one-time injection of $83 million over 10 years to address the deferred maintenance deficit for all six official residences. Uh, and some are worse than others. Rideau Hall and Stornoway, for example, are in good condition. Seven Rideau Gate is in fair condition. The rest, though, are in poor or even critical condition. But on top of that $83 million, there would be a further $24.6 million needed annually for ongoing maintenance, repairs, and renovation projects. So essentially, we're talking about, well, <laughs> I, I mean, $100 million, but that $24.6 million is, is ongoing. But think about the, the kind of mansions you could buy with $100 million. So what do we do? Why does it have to cost so much? Why is it important to maintain these these buildings. Joining us uh, for some thoughts on all of this, very pleased to welcome the program, Dr. Nigel Shrive uh, with the University of Calgary. He's worked extensively on the topic of heritage structures in Canada, including the restoration of the Houses of Parliament. Uh, Dr. Shrive, welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Um, does Do these numbers surprise you? Uh, not particularly, no. Why would that be? Well, Buildings down in Ottawa, in that area, um, on the uh, parliamentary precinct and the associated buildings, have not been maintained um, for about 50 to 60 years. So they have deteriorated, as the report says, quite extensively. Yeah. And then you add to that a change in the National Building Code of Canada, uh, 2005, and then that was adjusted in 2010, 2015 which requires uh, everybody who owns buildings to look at their buildings against the, the new and upgraded uh, seismic requirements. In other words, how can you resist earthquakes? Uh, and that has got us to look at old buildings and say, well, can they withstand an earthquake? The current expectation is that they expect what's called a 2% in 50 years earthquake, which means an earthquake that happens once every 24, 75 years. And so that's quite a big earthquake they're supposed to resist. And so you've got to try and see whether or not you think these structures, by doing some sort of assessment of them, whether they can withstand such a fairly large earthquake. If you can get them up to resist about 60% of what you're estimating the earthquake load to be, 
then you would maybe not do too much. But if it's below that, then you've got to decide, do you want to keep the building or should you knock it down? And if you're going to keep the building, then you need to strengthen it so that it can resist the earthquake that's expected over that time period. And that can be a very expensive uh, exercise to try and work out how to do that in a way that doesn't destroy the building and its appearance. I mean, people could look at this amount of money and, and, and calculate that we could probably just build something from scratch, maybe for much lower cost. But is it important to maintain these structures because of their history? Well, that's the, the burning question, isn't it? Is what do you consider to be heritage? What do you want to, to keep and what do you want to destroy? Uh, I think in Canada that we have some affiliation with our um, parliamentary buildings and the association with our political system because if you look on every banknote, for example, you'll see a bit of parliamentary buildings on every single banknote that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so clearly there's some desire in Canada, or at least by the, the, uh, the system, for us to demonstrate our democratic system, and we value those buildings for what they represent. Yeah, it seems maybe we, we try to have it both ways over the years, where we, we believe it's important to have these official residences, but yet it, we, we don't want to put any money into them. As you say, they've been neglected for a long time. Yes, I think that's been the major problem, is that they've been neglected for a long time, so the cost to get them back up to a reasonable standard is high, whereas if you had done maintenance on a regular basis, you wouldn't be facing that cost, and you wouldn't face that cost on an annual uh, annual time period either. I mean, if other countries struggle with this, I mean, it seems that, I mean, the Americans tend to value their, their like the White House, obviously, for example, that, um, that, that I'm sure they wouldn't let that fall in, into disrepair. I, I don't know what's happened in other countries. I've just been sort of involved in... Um, Canadian system. Uh, don't know about the Americans going to meetings. You learn a bit about certainly the Italians, the Greeks, mm-hmm. uh, the Spanish, the Portuguese, the Germans, um, and the British all try and maintain their um, historical heritage buildings as best they can. So you don't see this sort of disrepair, for example, at the Tower of London or at Buckingham right. Palace. Those buildings are maintained on an annual and regular basis. It just seemed for some reason that within Canada, we didn't want to maintain them for a while. We didn't want to put the money in. And it got to the point where on the parliamentary precinct that some of the stones from the McDonald building were falling out and landing on the ground. And the parliamentary members of parliament were just not too happy about that. And that's what started this whole thing about why are these stones falling out and what should we do? And then people said, well, you've got to keep them maintained. Well, yeah, and it would be interesting to see what the response is because it is, it is a lot of money to spend, um, but, but clearly the work is needed. Did you expect that we'll see this work done? Oh, yes. I mean, the, the right now, um, I, maybe I, you don't know, but, but the government is spending $1.6 of your dollars and my dollars and everyone else's dollars on maintaining the parliamentary precinct buildings. That's West Block, Centre Block and East Block. So they've fixed uh, West Block. 
they have to move Parliament into West Block so that they can fix Centre Block, and once they've done that, then uh, they'll be happy and move back again. But that's that's a lot of money when you look at it um, to try and keep the parliamentary precinct in good shape or get it back up to good shape and to improve its strength so it will be able to resist uh, the earthquakes that are expected. Very interesting. Uh, Dr. Shrive, we'll leave it there. Appreciate your input on this and uh, thanks for joining us here today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Take care. Uh, That's Nigel Shrive of the University of Calgary has worked extensively on the topic of heritage structures in Canada, including the restoration of the Houses of Parliament, which, as he says, we are spending a lot of money to maintain those buildings. So, again, one-time injection of $83 million over 10 years, further $24.6 million annually for ongoing maintenance of these six official residences. Do we maintain them? Do we try to preserve that history and heritage? Do we just knock them down and build brand new, nice, fancy houses? Do we have them at all? Uh, What's interesting, though, according to the um, National Capital Commission's long-range vision for the area, uh, that perhaps Rideau Cottage might replace Rideau Hall as the official residence of the Governor General at some point. Uh, You know, do, do some of these things need to change? Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.